It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. Whatever else we feel like talking about this week. Oh, now. somebody's got their volume up too loud. Uh, Brian, hello and welcome. It is time for episode 287 uh, of the Ron and Brian podcast. Thank you for joining us on this football Sunday. Uh, some of you uh, just finishing up watching that Green Bay-Dallas game. And for those of you uh, subscribing at the platinum level of Patreon or higher, uh, you were privileged to receive Brian's Sunday afternoon lock of the week. Um, he told you, take the Packers money line and the over. Um, and hopefully uh, there was a number of you out there that listened because that paid off. Paid off big, Brian. I mean, ballsy call. I don't think anyone saw the Packers dismantling the Cowboys 48 to 32. Uh, but you uh, you were confident and said, don't don't take Green Bay plus seven. Just take take the straight line. What I did not even say, Ron, is that I placed myself my own money. I placed a line on Green Bay minus 20. Um, got a special line from uh, uh, Caesars Sportsbook out in Macau. Um, just uh, I, I first off, I'm paying off my mortgage tomorrow. You know, with the <laughs> All right, nice. Like that. I'm paying off the mortgage tomorrow. After that, I'm going to be buying some uh, child labor. I'm thinking child labor is um, the the it's the wave of the future. Get a couple kids, do some of the cleaning, uh, maybe some of the, the the cooking work around the place. Um, I got to imagine the I kids in here with the with the screwdriver than you are. So I mean, that might be. I was I was waiting for you to stop me, and you just kind of let me go, and I was a little disappointed <laughs> on that. I thought you know, I feel I always like to give you enough rope to implicate yourself in uh, in the Southern District of New York, and I do it all the time. I keep doing it. You do, you do. Uh, well, let's get uh, let's get started, Brian. It's time for drink of the week. Drink of the week. Nazdrovia. <laughs> Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. So Brian, uh, what have you brought as your drink of the week this week? For my drink of the week, and I'm sorry, my throat's a little sore. Did a lot of singing, a lot of screaming over this weekend. Uh, My drink of the week is coming all the way from... Masham Yorkshire. Governor. Governor. Uh, and it. And it. We're looking at black sheep ale in a, in a lovely 500 milligram bottle. And what are you going to say when I say when I tell you that I'm drinking black sheep ale? You're going to sit there and say, Brian, let me see what it looks like. Oh, take a look. Ooh, oh, that's that. nice. It's almost got a reddish hue to it. Damn right. I, I would like to refer to that. As an amber, this is a well-rounded premium amber ale packed with an array of British hops and a complex malt blend. The alt blend combined with our house yeast offers dry fruit flavors along with an unmistakable of bear drops. Caramel and biscuity notes from a malt blend create a base of bright orange and fruity notes to shine. This bottle of beer is infinitely... Sorry. Sorry. Um, apologies. 
So this <laughs> is this bottle of beer is infinitely balanced and complex, perfect on any day of the week. Coming in at a very weak 4.4 ABV, um, this is Black Sheep Ale. All right, take a sip. Uh, let me know what you think. Mm, this is All actually right. quite enjoyable. Mm. Another sip, a second Except sip. I'm going to say this. Yes. It's almost got like a little bit of a seltzer aftertaste that I'm not really enjoying. Mm. Like like what when it's when it's on the tongue I like but after you swallow it it tastes like I've just had some um uh unflavored seltzer. How many times have I heard I'll you drink say that? this but Anyway. All right, Ron. Um yep. let me ask you what what is your drink of the week this week other than fucking jizz? <laughs> So my drink of the week, a little under the weather today, some stomach issues today. So I am uh, I'm skipping the co- the uh, alcohol, going with coffee today, Brian, from our good friends at Kitty Town Coffee based out of Lebanon, PA. It is coffee for a purpose, Brian. Every bag of coffee you purchase uh, goes to feed homeless kittens for a week. So it's a good cause. Bought some for uh, the wife for Christmas and they sent like a little surprise sampler. All the all the coffees are named after cats in the rescue. So this one is Robust Roy. Um, it is a, a medium roast and they say that it is chocolate peach brown sugar. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to go. I did just to be bougie like you Broke out my little pour over, my Chemex. So I uh, made Love myself a, a nice cup of coffee. Love so it. let's have a sip and see how Kitten Town coffee is. Now, it's very rare for Ron to go from beer to coffee, but he's drinking mm. coffee. Let's see how he likes his coffee. Went for a second sip. Ron, it, It's good. I'm getting, I'm getting the chocolate. I'm getting the brown sugar. I'm not getting um, a lot of the peach, which is fine. That was the only portion of... The, the flavor profile that I was worried about. It's a damn fine cup of coffee. I'm not going to lie. Oh, he's going for sip number three. So, uh, again, that's Kitty Town Coffee. Uh, for those animal lovers out there, uh, go to kittytowncoffee.com and help support your local rescue. And as always, adopt, don't shop. Isn't that right, Brian? Damn right. Now, I have a question. Is that coffee named, is that cat? Is that cat named Roy Hobbs? The greatest terrible <laughs> was. I maybe it does not give a last name, but let's let's just let's just assume that it was. Well, let's hope that Roy is right now sleeping in a warm, warm home and not in a uh, concrete shelter. <laughs> yes, Each. very good, very good. Beef of the week. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? I'll tell you what's bothering me this week. It's the dry winter air combined with the drier apartment heat that I have been required because it's been so cold this week that I basically have not been able to breathe out of my nose for the past, I would say, about five days. And if anybody wants to hear, let's let's see if we can do. Let's try and do some ASMR over here for your for your Sunday night pleasures. Here's Brian breathing out of his nose. Mm. 
like it is unbearable. What's happened also is, and this is a first, it has not happened in previous years. The outs, the entire inner side, the, the skin portion of the nostril, not the bony side, the outer side of the nostril creates this entire like layer of crust. It's not COVID. Jesus Christ, you people just merciless. It creates this crust that covers the entire side of the nostril. So when nobody's looking, I just kind of go in with the pinky and this thing comes out in one piece. I would take a photo to share it on my Instagram, but I don't think it's going to get a lot of likes. It is <laughs> no. so odd because normally the mucus comes out as a, you know, a slimy or a watery type. Of this is one, like, it's like a shield. It's, it's like a, rock. a shield for the nostrils, but it's a, and also because I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, a white male in my fifties, it's, it starts to um, uh, 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 click onto the uh, nose hairs that I have. So just yanking it out, you're getting some hairs too. So right. it's a it's it's been a wild ride this week, Ron, and um, not happy with it. Janelle makes a good point. Why not uh, get yourself a humidifier? What am I going to do? I'm going to take it all over the place? Well, no. But if you're if part of the problem is your apartment uh, heat, then you set that up in uh, one up in your bedroom, one up in your living room. Well, that's because um, somebody, I don't point fingers here, doesn't really think we need to use the heat very much because it's not that cold. It's actually, you know, it's quite warm in the apartment, too. Some of us keep turning the heat off, even though it's 32 degrees outside. Understood. I understand. <laughs> we won't say who that is, though. No. Yes. Ron. Yes, my friend. Ron. Yes. Ron. <clears throat> yes. What's bothering you? Um, well, real quick, I want to just address a, a question out there. Janelle said, Ron, how can I have coffee if my stomach is upset? I don't know about you, Brian. I can drink coffee at any time. Like it actually soothes my stomach, I find. Same. Especially if I go with like a medium or a light roast. That's just. Mm. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, yeah, I feel it's, the healing it. power of the coffee already. Is there, you know, the way you drink coffee, like the British drink tea. A little sport of tea. That's right. Some Some digestive biscuits to go along with that. Anyway, uh, so you want to know what's bothering me this week, Brian? And I guess it's 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 a beef not for myself, Brian, but it's a beef for people out there because sure. you know I'm a caring person. You know I I, I, I give and I give and I give until it hurts. Give, give, so, give. Yes, uh, the uh, the other day I had to run over to uh, our veterinarians. I had to pick up uh, a prescription refill for one of our cats, and um, so kind of going back a few years after the start of the pandemic our vet um, started offering like an online pharmacy through their website, which it wasn't their pharmacy. They clearly had partnered with like another company and like you click through and it was just like a whole different platform and everything else. And so they were like, oh, buy stuff off of here. But if you looked at their pricing versus like Chewy.com, PetSmart, California Pet Pharmacy, whatever, like there was some, on some things it was similar on other stuff, it was way cheaper to not buy there. Like, if you remember, former mascot of the show, Paisley, um, she had medication. Love Paisley. That's right. She had medication to control her seizures. Um, I would say for a three-month prescription, there was a good $50 difference between where I would buy it and the pharmacy um, the, the pharmacy website. 
Now, really? you could just, yeah. Now, the good thing is they would approve prescriptions digitally so that you can get stuff from Chewy.com. You can get mm -hmm. stuff from California Pet Pharmacy. So I'm in there. I'm picking up my prescription. And I notice that there is a sign on the counter uh, letting people know that as of January 1st of this year, they will no longer be digitally approving uh, prescriptions for animals for anything other than their online pharmacy. And that if you want to order like from Chewy.com or what have you, you will have to come to the vet's office, pick up a physical copy of a written prescription, and then you'll have to send that into whatever your other online pharmacy is. And I just thought that was kind That's of trying to be illegal. There are people out there that, you know, have difficulty. Um, uh, is it illegal? I would love to turn them in. Oh, I would love to be, I would love to narc on them. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to need some help from you, Johanna. I'll, I'll supply you with the information. We'll take these fuckers down. Like I have to think also there's like elderly people that, you know, can't get into the, to the office easily. It just seems like a, sure. like a cash grab, like a dick move. Like if it's me, yeah. tell me if I, if I'm being unrealistic, but I just thought it was a bit of a dick move. No, I think in all honesty, um, especially, you know, with the advancements in modern day capitalism, that you as the consumer should have more and more options. And this seems to be an avenue where your um, your uh, veterinarian has obviously partnered with somewhere where they say, we are only working with this one um, avenue for you to obtain the prescriptions for your animals. And, you know, just as a cynic, but also a realist, I feel that this has to be the more profitable, uh, profitable way for your um, for this veterinarian to make it more more money. Yeah, but it's not. And again, it's not like they're just cheap in general. Like I know if I'm going there, if I'm going to see a vet, I'm I'm walking out at least 150 bucks lighter, regardless Easily. Of, of what Easily. it is. Of course, regardless of what it is. Of if it's a vet tech, 75 bucks. But it's not like you know, it's not like they're not getting you for every dollar you possibly can already. Of course. I mean, listen, you and I both know that the veterinarian industry is rife with hucksters, with profiteers, carpetbaggers. Um, I mean, it, it, I, I saw JoJo on Friday night um, out in Long Island. She literally was lighting $100 bills for heat out by the merch booth. Just literally just showed up with a, uh, a post office well, I, bag filled with hundreds and was just burning them for, for fun. Well, and I, and I noticed uh, in some of the photos she posted, she had one of those Cruella DeVille long coats made out of 101 Dalmatian skins, which I thought was tone deaf, if I have to say. Not like that, but I remember I said to her, I was like, that's faux, correct? That's faux fur. And she said, folk you, that's real fur. You Very jerk nice. off. You and, I was just like, and I was just like, why would you call me a jerk off? She said, <laughs> no, um, slap me in the face. And then walked away, which she's a cruel one. She's a cruel one, though, Jojo. Little does she know those are a couple of your kinks right there. Mm. Mm. Which would explain why um, I had to immediately walk away and come back with new pants on. <laughs> um, so uh, real quick. Oh, yes, I do want you. Well, you're not helping me, Johanna. You're helping the animals is what it comes down to. See, um, even Janelle thinks you. Janelle's like, yeah, exactly. You're helping the animals. I mean, what what did she really, what did Johanna really want to do to you at that moment? Oh, she wanted to spay and neuter you. Well, I mean, I guess you got off light with the uh, with the face slap then. 
Uh, so, Brian, our reasonable. first points of the year were scored um, in the 2024 death pool. Um, Joyce Randolph, the last uh, living uh, actor from uh, the classic TV series The Honeymooners, uh, passed away in her sleep Saturday at her New York City home, uh, according to her son, Randolph Richard Charles, passing away at the age of 99. Um, so one point goes to Dom and John. And so already, uh, just this, the 14th of January, um, we have co-leaders um, in, the, in, the, in the death pool. Um, there you go. As John B right there with his. There first you go. John point. B got oh. it. So right now in a tie for first place with Dom. Um, and speaking of death pools, as is the tradition, um, we always bring on the winner of last year's death pool to talk about their win, their strategies, and their outlook uh, for 2023 or 2024. Uh, so Without any further ado, let's bring in our 2023 winner, William Esquire. Hello, guys. Come on, Brian. Get a little applause now. I would use our uh, backing track, but the last time we did that, I, um, I was notified that Warner Brothers had uh, <laughs> got come after us for that copyright. Bastards. There, there are some issues. So, uh, William, congratulations uh, on your win. Um, it was, uh, it was, uh, I think, a runaway. I, I, I think uh, you took the lead early in the year and uh, did not let it go. Uh, Brian was was close behind you, but could not seem to uh, to finish strong. And uh, you finished what seventy eight points was it? Seventy six points. Excuse me. Yeah, it was. Well, 76 more than some people had. We'll say that, Brian. It wasn't a great year. It wasn't a great year for me, I admit. Although, if- let's focus on let's focus on Billy first. William, um, 76 points, the most of all entries in 2023. Um, I see you've got your background right now. I imagine those are the five people you scored off of. <clears throat> Um, walk us through what was your uh, methodology in making your picks for 2023 that scored you the first place Trump prize? Well, I say it's a combination of being uh, aware of older, more obscure celebrities um, that other people might not pick. And also, in some cases, just knowing certain celebrities who have had health issues over the years. In the cases of now, Ray, we have here in the middle that would be a uh, david crosby's mustache he had been ill for years where a few people scored on him i believe he was dropping babies dropping babies left and right that david crosby you went after ted kaczynski now is that because you embrace all forms of technology no just thought he'd be a good pick you went after uh, is that superstar billy graham several years before his death, I'm assuming. Yes, he's been on my list for a few years, knowing that he has had health issues for years, and it's almost miraculous that he survived as long as he did. I believe that photo was when he was still on the juice. Yeah, that's uh, World Championship era from the 70s, so yeah, for sure. Now I have a question. Is that a photo of Eddie Deason right right, uh, in between Dave Crosby and Billy Graham? No, that is uh, the late Mark Russell political comedian and satirist. Eddie Deason. I feel like it 
Now, at this point, I, I, I got a bone to pick with you on this, Mark Russell. I never heard this fucker. I don't really? know. That, like, I, I, when you say you go obscure, like I, I, like, I feel like at this point, and I'm not trying to belittle your victory. Kudos to you. It is an impressive. It's, you know, I don't want people to accuse me of, of um, being petty because I did not win. No, Lord knows I'm not a petty person. Well, at all. we could take out the points that I scored for Mark Russell and I'd still be ahead of you. I don't know. Yeah. But you, you, your, your focus on the obscure, I think, was really what got me. Um, John Moshitta Jr., who is that? The world's fastest talking man. Did all those commercials, commercials years ago. Yeah. I thought Eminem was the fastest talker when he was like that. I mean, Brian, I think there is there's there's a level of arrogance there that because you're not aware of someone that that makes them obscure. It's, it's oh, not a good I don't look. think that it's necessarily. Listen, I, I, I think to a certain extent, all I all I want to do is just hold people accountable. You know, one of the things that my championship Listen, let's not go off on a tangent here, Ron. Let's, let's no, just, of course not. This is William's moment to shine. This is William's moment to shine, to pat himself on the back and be like, he is the champion. You know, I did I did reach out to Brian May earlier this week to see if we could get the licensing rights to Queen's um, We Are the Champions. We did want to play that for you. Um, we're, uh, we spend a, a significant amount of time negotiating back on fourth. Um, in terms of rates, we could not come to an agreement, unfortunately. Um, really thought Ron was going to kick in a little bit more money um, to cover his <laughs> 50% of it. Apparently, he kept saying something about a pool fund, and he needed to pay his concrete guy. I don't really understand that. Um, and then uh, let's – I mean, uh, Pat well, Robertson. I, um, I, well, first, before we leave Mark Russell, I will actually defend William, despite him – very hurtfully, constantly mentioning I scored no points last year. I would say this. If if you're a person that has watched PBS, um, oh, especially God. during their fundraising time, um, you would be aware of Mark Russell because that would be when they constantly would offer the uh, Mark Russell DVDs uh, for a sponsorship of like $50 or more. Interesting. Uh, Ron, you said you did not score any points in 2023? I, I might not have scored any points last year. And that's okay. We, you, we play for the fun. Ron, how long has it been since you scored a point on the death pool? I'm not sure, but I have a feeling you have an exact number of days and can tell me. 435 <laughs> days since November 5th, 2022, when Aaron Carter, troubled Aaron Carter, was found dead in his bathroom after he had pooped all over the floor. But that was a good pick. The photos. That was a very good pick. That was know. a solid pick. I, I need another one of those this year. So in looking at kind of going year to year, uh, William, it looked like you carried a significant number of uh, your misses this past year over um, with uh, with a, just some few exceptions. What was your thought process going into this year? Uh, I basically replaced the people who I – got points for with uh, other quality candidates, I believe. I do like, I have to admit, I like the Mikhail Baryshnikov uh, pick. Because he hasn't been well, has he? No, I believe there's a Mikhail few. Mikhail Baryshnikov? Yeah. Listen, 
listen, I know that, you know, there was a lot going on this year with um, the Ukraine-Russian war, but I think rooting for Russians to die is just, you know, it's beneath, it's, it's beneath where we should be. I don't know that he's rooting, but... Nothing, okay. No, it feels <laughs> like it. Now, you, you went after Rupert Murdoch. What's, what's, what's your logic there? Uh, most reports state that he felt most people believe he wouldn't leave Fox News or rather a News Corp unless he was actually ill. And uh, he's had a lot of doctor's visits lately. All right. What about um, Mary Jo Catlett? Who is she? She was one of the maids from Different Strokes. And apparently she's had some of her own lately. Michael Flatley, oh, Lord terrible. of the Dance. That's the... And then let's go. Let's, I mean, not only that, but like, and this is where I think William really, you know, crossed the line in terms of decency, going after famed Elkins Park, Pennsylvania resident, William Cosby. Um, I mean, hasn't Elkins Park, Pennsylvania been through enough that not only are you, um, you know, uh, just the obvious, but we're also going to, we're going to say that Bill Cosby should die. Well, I know Elkins Park is going through quite the problem right now with construction of a massive pool that is happening. But regardless sure, sure. of that, I mean, Bill Cosby's in his 80s. He's had some concerns. I don't know how much longer we'll have him around. Interesting, interesting. Now, if I'm not correct, I do recall there is a monetary award that goes along with um, winning the Ron and Brian podcast death pool. Um, there has been some talk as to whether that dollar amount is 100 or 150. Ron, we asked you to look into that earlier this week. What was the number? Um, you didn't ask me. You must have asked Matt to look into it. No, I think so we'll have to, to we'll still have to confirm that number. Question is this. Well, we'll, we'll uh, Matt, if you can do us a favor, take a look. Maybe we'll have the number. But, William, I heard you mention recently that you were going to donate. Instead of taking the cash winnings yourself directly, you were going to donate that to charity. Um, I think that's such a great idea. I forgot who mentioned it to me. Um, do you want to talk about the charity? Um, I believe it's the William Esquire Debt Fund. Now that's a tax-free work. That's a that's a tax-exempt organization. Is that a five hundred one c three? No, but so question. Um, rather than accept cash, could we perhaps interest you in a uh, a new merch product? Um, because how, how how are you feeling about yourself lately, William? How are you feeling about the world? How 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 have you been? All right, mostly. Mostly. Okay. Mostly. So you're agreeing that there's, there's room for improvement. And that's why I'd like to send you some bottles of Ron and Brian colloidal bronze because colloidal silver is for bitches. So this, uh, this eight ounce, this eight ounce bottle right here, uh, would normally retail for 59.99. Um, I will send you, um, uh, four of these bottles, for winning, and uh, that would—that uh, is actually uh, two days worth of the recommended serving of colloidal bronze. So uh, we'll get that out to you, and you'll be feeling uh, better than yourself in no time. Congratulations! This is empowered. You'll feel empowered. Tote bag. Uh, tote bag. Um, well, it depends on. Are Are you willing to do the work, William, to get the tote bag? Oh yeah, absolutely. 
I, where where are your five uh, people? That uh, you know, the funny thing is, it, it actually is one of my cooking oils, but that's besides the point. Uh, um, you you were supposed to bring five followers, William. Have have you brought five yet? Yes, um, there are a picture. Right. Of uh, yeah. Well, we'll 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 talk more about the cult. I mean, uh, Ron and Brian Society later. Uh, so, William, uh, how do you think your congratulations? Congratulations, but what do you think your chances are for 2024? Looking at some of the other choices that people have made out there. Well, I think it's pretty good. Um, obviously, you know, two people scored a point today, um, which does put them in the lead. But uh, I think my chances are pretty good. Uh, I mean, Brian, Ron, you've got a pretty solid list, although I thought your Ted Shackelford pick a few years ago was solid, just didn't pan out. Um, I'll tell you where I might not do well this year is a few people have uh steve mcmichael and shannon doherty on their list i don't feels um, like a per perhaps a bit of a miss yeah i also try not to pick people who would necessarily uh upset me too much and steve mcmichael being a pro wrestling fan he did his time he did he did well so you're saying so what do you have again hold on hold on so you're hold fine on. with jack so Hamma dying is what you're saying yeah you're what about Ben? Ver you you're rooting against Ben Vereen? What no, did that poor man ever do against you? I don't necessarily be rooting against him. Just he wouldn't uh, upset me as much as others. Would. I mean, Davey Berkowitz, no, the man was a dog lover. I mean, we're all about the pets here. None of that. He was he was a U.S. postal carrier. I mean, a man who gave his his career to the federal government to ensure that the mail was delivered through rain. Through snow, through sleet, through hail. Thick of night, I believe, was one of them. We'll go with that. One if by land, two if by sea. <laughs> and also, I think the one that, that hurt the most, looking at your picks, that you, um, it's and, and quite surprising because you speak of this person's, um, uh, you know, praises all the time. Um, Ron Jeremy, you've told me that he is your favorite. Um, uh, uh, adult actor, you say that you watch his movies uh, multiple times throughout, you know, um, the evenings. Um, you're rooting for Ron Jeremy to go down. No, I just think he's a safe pick based on the alleged health issues. I mean, he couldn't stand trial due to dementia, and they're saying he can't be on his own anymore. Yeah, no, no, he's... That was a good pick. I, I'll admit, surprised, that was a good pick. Surprised he's, uh, I, I'm kind of surprised you missed Ron Jeremy, Brian. Well, you know, I looked at it from the perspective of um, when making my picks is that, you know, 2024 is the year that the patriarchy has to come down. This is the year that we need to root for women. And I could think that the only way that I, as champion of the podcast, could really show just how much I hated the patriarchy is that I sat there when putting together my 2024 Deathpool picks. I picked only women because this year I'm rooting for women. I am not going to root for a man this year. I want to see women across the board finally get the recognition, get the honor, get the respect and the attention that they deserve. Therefore, when making my picks, I sat there and said, let the focus be on the woman, W-O-M-Y-N, and not on the man, not on the patriarchy, but smash it down. I'm sure that won't come back to uh, to bite you at all. 
So, well, thank you, uh, William, for joining us. Congratulations on you. your win and best of luck for 2024. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank All you right. for joining us. All right. So, uh, a, a humble champion, a modest champion, if nothing else. But I feel this might be my year, Brian. I like my list. We always like our list, but I like my list. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Keep uh, keep an eye out, Ron, weekly, you, folks. Ron, do you, no. What? Ron, do you remember the last time you scored a point? Uh, I hear it was 440 some days ago. November 5th, 2022. Yep. Listen, it's uh, it's been a dry spell. Ron. But, uh, yeah, it's. Ron, which right. has happened more recently? Having sex with the wife or. No, I'm just kidding. Um, more importantly, we can edit that out in post. Um, of course. But all joking aside, you were still champion when you scored your last point. Do you? Can you understand? I was. This is the level. I do understand that. Yes. And I will and be champion feel? again when I score my next point. You will never. Yes, that'll be sometime after I'm cold and dead because that is the only <laughs> way you are going to be getting this championship belt. By the way, people, while we're speaking about the championship of this podcast. The six pounds of gold. Um, February 4th, we have a very special episode coming up. I believe that is going to be episode 290. We are going to have our podcast championship debate. Ron, Brian, we are going to go head to head in a moderated debate. We have picked a, um, a third party who's going to come on the show and moderate debate because you and I can't, we can't speak without, without no. walls. We can't speak. You know, if we were in the same room right now, we'd be strangling each other. You would tell me that I'm going to um, John Kennedy. Yeah, pretty much. I would be, um, I'd be throwing your coffee on the ground and telling you to drink like a real man. <laughs> Well, it's coming up. Uh, um, it's just it's it's, yeah. it's what three weeks away now. So prepare yeah. for it. Uh, block that night off. I mean, it's Pro Bowl Sunday. Well, you're not going to be watching football that day. I think we're all we're all aware of that. No. Um, but Correct. what you should be doing, uh, as I will be doing, to prepare for the debate, uh, drinking many bottles of the Ron and Brian podcast colloidal bronze. Uh, again, available for fifty nine ninety nine on our website. Brian, have you been doing the work this week? You know, Ron, this week I've been going through, this week has been filled with a lot of challenges, a lot of distractions. Let's let's talk about that. Oh, okay. So I've not been able to breathe comfortably through my nose. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if that's, you know, I've been drinking a lot of water, a lot of tap okay, water right. that I've been putting through my Brita filter. Um, but, you know, it's really hard. It's hard to go, you know, to just really do the work. When you're when you're trying to focus on um, how long has it been since you emptied out the the, the crusties in your nose, right, right. So I'm I'm hearing what you're saying, and and I'm I'm taking that in. So I just to, just to clarify, you are you are allowing um, your physical self to hold back your metaphysical self. Um, you are allowing the shackles of your body uh, to sodomize your soul. Is is what I'm hearing oh, it's, from you. It's 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 violence. Now, going now you've had a lot of water. How how many yeah. shots of colloidal bronze have you been putting in each glass of water? Wait, I didn't. I didn't have any. I didn't have any. I, it wasn't available yet. You just you Let's just see. made it available during the show. I, 
you should have had forethought to do the pre-order, Brian. And so sorry. I will, I'm so sorry. Will, let, let, let's let's have a conversation uh, after the show about that. Of course. I, right. I mean, you. Just, right. I, I need to do the work. I, I know. I mean, we can. I can give you a, a thirty-minute session. Um, you'll have to Venmo me the usual hundred fifty dollars. Uh, but it Don't will do, oh, yeah, get yeah, you yeah. back on pay. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. not a not a not a cult, not a cult. Just a just a, a, a friendly organization to support people. Brian, let's get into our stories of the week. Uh, stories that we want to make sure um, that we don't miss out on, uh, because you know people will say <clears throat> we have the uh, the occasional tangent that we go off on, uh, but these are the stories oh. we want to make sure we cover. Brian, what is your story of the week this week? Ron, by any chance, do you happen to have a photo of Missouri teacher Haley Clifton Carmack? Not just a photo, Brian. We've got apparently this little photo collage that she used to hang um, in her school classroom. Um, there's Mrs. Oh. Carmack, uh, high school math, first year in surf service. Oh, she's got a husband and two daughters. Um, she is left-handed and one of seven siblings. Um, wow. She seems like teacher of the year, potential candidate, Ryan. Why is she in the chef's era? kiss? I will tell you why, because, um, she was arrested in Texas this week, Garden Ridge, Texas. Um, after she had, um, after she had fled the state of Missouri to avoid arrest warrants on charges of, um, how do I, you know what? I do not want to go into specific, um, into, into, into the specific crimes. Um, the charges against her are just, just scandalous. Um, okay. I will say this, Haley Clifton, she's been charged on, you know what? I will, I will tell you what she's been charged with. She's been okay. charged with statutory rape for allegedly having sex with a 16 year old student of hers while other students served as lookouts with the boy's father also now facing a felony for condoning the disturbing relationship. That is correct. A fellow student snitched to the school's resource officer and reported the alleged illicit relationship um, at the end of December of last year, a witness then met with law enforcement officials to whom he showed photographs of his classmate with scratches on his back. Mm. The witness alleged that the scratches were from Haley after the confidential victim had had sex with her in the driveway of another um, person's um, house. Um, the witnesses also claimed that the math teacher had been in trouble with school administrators in the past. Keep in mind, this was her first year teaching. I was going to say that she was I mean, a first year teacher. This lady did not waste time. She was a recently divorced mother of two who would often wear tight or low cut shirts to show off, quote unquote, her headlights and, quote, tight leggings to show off her camel toe. And this is this is coming from court documents, people. This is not my language. Um uh, you know, the uh, it's what is most shocking is that during the course of this relationship she was having with the 16 year old, she would use other people's homes, other students homes and have them stand outside the room to make sure that their parents weren't coming home. So, Haley, you are the Ron and Brian podcast teacher of the month for January 2024. 
So basically, in, in that first year of service, she managed to get in trouble at school prior to this and also get divorced from her husband. Correct. But what about her children? Is anybody thinking about her children? The sanctity of marriage? I no. Apparently not. Ron, what's your story of the week? Um, so, Brian, um, are you familiar with a gentleman by the name of Dennis Zubov? We'll pull up a photo of, of Mr. Zubov right here. So uh, I'm Mr. not sure Zubov. if I should be attracted to this or not. I mean, it's 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 a thirst trap photo, without a doubt. Uh, sure. And I think probably part of the reason you're attracted is he is a Russian serial killer. Uh, back in 2017, he had been sentenced to 21 years in a maximum security penal colony uh, because uh, he killed and mutilated three people. Uh, he started on uh, after a difficult breakup with a woman he had been dating on September 1st, 2013. He viciously murdered a man believed to be his romantic rival and cut off his genitals. Uh, two days later, he beat an elderly woman to death with a wrench and cut off her breasts and then, um, then stole 1,800 rubles and a wristwatch from her before setting the house on fire. Um, a few months later, Zubov briefly reunited with that ex-girlfriend, but after the relationship fell apart again in the summer of 2014, um, he lured the woman into the forest and strangled her to death before burying her body nearby. Now, you would think this would be uh, someone that you would want to perhaps spend life in prison, uh, sure. but he received a 21-year sentence in that maximum security uh, penal colony. But apparently, after serving six years of that sentence, uh, he was pardoned in exchange for going to serve on the front line in Russia's war against the Ukraine. So, the, they, oh my God. So, yes, they let a serial killer out of prison uh, to fight in the Russian army. Uh, not surprising. We we saw at the beginning of the, the Russian-Ukrainian conflict how many deserters the Russian army has. So I guess they were mm -hmm. uh, they had to to bring people like this on. But in a in a, I guess, twist of fate, karma, what have you, uh, apparently he was killed in action. Uh, back on April 20th of 2023, uh, but his death was just uncovered by a group that tracks Russian soldiers killed in the Ukraine war. A roller coaster of a story. I'm not sure whether I should be upset or happy right now. Um, I mean, I think you can be both. Brian, I think you need to you need to own your emotions and you need to be okay with Ooh. your emotions. But I am okay. I just don't know what I'm feeling. I mean, sometimes you feel something. You know you're feeling it, but you just don't know you don't know what you're feeling. So go into that a little bit more, Brian. Tell me how you feel about what you're feeling and not what you're feeling. Okay. So I'm kind of feeling sad that he was allowed out of prison, but I'm kind of feeling happy that he's dead. But okay, I feel I bad because I feel happy. Well, and all right. And I get that. So, so kind of uh, go a little bit deeper into the happiness and the sadness. Well, the happiness is that there's... The sun's got to stop. I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, your uh, your account uh, ran out of money. Um, you'll have to re-up uh, for us to have those conversations moving forward. But I hope we were able to supply some sort of help to you. I feel frustrated now. <laughs> what other stories do we have this week, Brian? 
You tell me. I mean, we've got, uh, I mean, there was a slew of stuff that I remember earlier this week sitting there thinking to ourselves, um, well, this seems a little fucked. Um, and I think we need to, you know, first off, I think at this point, why don't we go down into, to our famed crime section? You know, okay. me, I love a good crime story. I feel like this was a bad week for infants. Um, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, there were a couple of stories um, in there. Um, we, one was out in Phoenix. Uh, let yeah. me see if I have the mugshot. I don't have the mugshot right in front of me. Uh, Sarah Lachey Harris. No, Sarah Lachey Harris, 24 year old Sarah Lachey Harris. She is a Phoenix woman who is accused of murder and child abuse following a deadly incident involving a one month old infant. Uh, the incident uh, happened in late July of last year, uh, but the suspect was arrested on January 5th. Um, apparently, uh, police, Phoenix police officers were called to a home on the morning of July 30th for reports of an infant not breathing. When officers arrived, they found the infant lying on a mattress on the living room floor. Um, the child was unresponsive and declared dead at the scene. Uh, the cause of death was later determined to be tracheal mucus plugging in the setting on rhinovirus, enterovirus, this is a whole lot of weird, chloroformine intoxication and unsafe sleep environment. Uh, basically, um, what the allocation state is that Harris, uh, because her infant was fussy the night before, uh, gave the baby uh, infant ibuprofen, um, carried the baby around the apartment um, to sleep, and then uh, she apparently went out to the, some nightclubs and uh, the baby uh, died in her absence. Mm. So was it the ibuprofen that killed the baby? Um, they think it was a combination of the ibuprofen and uh, inability to breathe because apparently whatever the, whatever medicine the child needed uh, was more than just uh, ibuprofen. Bad day. Bad week for that baby. Bad, well, I mean, question. Yeah. Did anybody have that baby in the death pool? Uh, unfortunately be, that not. That sounds like 99 points, my friend. <laughs> I mean, would it be 99 or would it be 100? It's an infant who was born automatically. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Because it wasn't one on, year old yet. You get 100 points for an infant. It's kind of dark. It's a little darker than I like to go sometimes. But okay, you're the, you're the champ. You can you can live your life however you want. Um, going into Pennsylvania, uh, a Pennsylvania woman is accused of fatally poisoning her boyfriend's 18-month-old daughter by feeding her batteries, screws, and nail polish remover um, after she researched the harmful effects the items could have on a child uh, before the killing. Uh, this is Alicia Owens, age 20. Uh, she was arrested Thursday for the suspected homicide of Iris Rita Alfera after an autopsy determined the child died due to fatal levels of acetone in her blood. Uh, Owens had been living with Iris's father, Bailey Jacoby, when he left the house to go to the store on June 25th, 2023, uh, Jacoby, who had visitation rights with Iris, then received a call from Owens that something was wrong with his daughter. He rushed to the Newcastle home to find his baby girl unresponsive and quickly called 911. Uh, the child was rushed to uh, UPMC Jameson uh, and passed away four days later due to organ failure. 
This might be one of the worst stories we've ever covered. It's yeah, it's up there. I mean, Owens Where told the police the girl had hit her head and fell off the bed. Uh, but the autopsy showed that Iris had ingested numerous water beads along with button-shaped batteries and a metal screw months before she died. Ron, do you, I mean, I, I think it's a little inappropriate, but do you want to tell some of the jokes that you wrote based on like off the story? I do. You know, I did not, Brian, and I don't know why you, you said that you had written uh, you had written uh, uh, like a, a top ten list, like a David Letterman top ten things to feed a dead. Like, and I, I just think it's inappropriate. But this woman needs to be fucking just immediately tied to the back of a boat and taken out into the water. I, I um, if, if this is what she's done to a baby, like the baby, like how the fuck you feed? I mean, this is just terrible. So she faces a homicide charge and was also uh, slapped with attempted homicide, aggravated assault of a child, endangering the welfare of a child, um, and other offenses leading up to the child's death. Um, there seems to be a decent amount of evidence against her, um, including searches on her phone between February and June 2023, where she had been looking up, quote, information on household products that could cause a child serious harm or death, including water beads, battery, and nail polish. Uh, police found that she had also searched, quote, beauty products that are poisonous to kids and medications leading to cause accidental poisoning deaths in children. Fucking gross. Get her off the screen. I don't even want to look at her photo. That's I mean, does no one does no one know about incognito mode? Like why do you feel you can if you want to kill someone, why do people constantly feel that they can do Google searches? Um maybe you should maybe, you know, I bet you DuckDuckGo is probably the preferred search engine for murderers out there these days. Because they don't track what you're searching. That reminds me of the video of the guy in Connecticut that killed his wife, right. where he's in court claiming um, that he's innocent of his wife going missing. Meanwhile, like they have his Google searches and over like a weekend, his Google searches start with what's the best way to cut up, cut up a body to, um, you know, what acid should I use to dissolve body part? Like, and he's just standing there in court listening to the prosecuting attorney go over a like all of his Google chat. And he's holding a straight face. Like at no point did he sit there and it's like, oh, fuck. Like at no point he just stood there like a bitch. Like the, did, did no one watch the coverage of the Casey Anthony case and how she was found to be like Googling how to make chloroform, you know, in, in her on her computer? Yeah, but she was found innocent. So, like, that's probably <laughs> encouraging people to go on Google. Nobody I, possibly. Speaking of uh, uh, released yeah. murderers, um, have you been following Gypsy Rose Blanchard since she uh, since she got out of prison after killing or Gypsy Rose? Yeah, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Excuse yes, me. of course. Listen, Queen All Rise. Listen, she is living her best life, having come out of prison for the murder of her mother. And uh, she got she Thoughts? met a guy while she was in prison, got married. According to her, her Instagram reels, he's given her the good D. So she is uh, good she's D. Living her, she is living her best life. Wasn't she on The View this week? I thought I saw somewhere that she was on The View. Uh, she might have been. I mean, she's she's so hot right now. Everybody is uh, wants to interview her. Uh, I know Matt has reached out to her a few times. She has snubbed. Uh, the Ron and Brian podcast. We listen, and we sent her a case 
of Ron and Brian Colloidal Bronze as a uh, as a teaser. Like, come on and join us. Would not do it. Maybe she's drinking it anyway. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, I have a question. Do you think he call, Do you think he calls her Gypsy, or do you think he calls her Gypsy Rose? I mean, I think you got to go Gypsy Rose. Like, how could you just? Because Gypsy seems, you know, just. Seems like what everybody would call it. Like Gypsy Rose seems close. Right. Like you're my little Gypsy Rose. Like Brian, Brian, you're my little Gypsy Rose. I just want you to know mm -hmm. that. Are you, being, daddy. are you being a good boy for me? Oh, are you being daddy. a good boy for he's me, Gypsy daddy. Rose? That's anyway, that just got that that went that went to a weird place. <laughs> really? Uh, more so? more? What's that? You think it went weird? Eh, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, more yeah. crime stories going to one of our favorite states. Florida, uh, a 23-year-old Florida man allegedly stabbed his mother to death and wounded his two sisters ahead of a planned family cruise that was scheduled to leave the day after Christmas. Uh, this mugshot is of Connor Crumrine, uh, who had allegedly told one of his siblings to, quote, sleep face down so that he can take her to heaven. Um, he was charged with second-degree murder, um, in his in the death of his mother, uh, previously charged with three counts of aggravated battery with a weapon and resisting an officer um, without violence after one of his sisters, Casey Crumrine, called 911 to report the brutal attack uh, taking place at their home in Chelsea Court and in, uh, in Port Charlotte. This is a guy? And that is a guy. That is Connor. Listen... I know there's more than one gender, so I don't mean to say it's just an either or situation, but I'm saying that like if 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 this person, you know, were to put a little makeup on, I could feel a certain way. <laughs> right, fair enough. Um so he was uh, um, he was yes. What is he gonna be charged with? Uh let's see if we have oh I just told you what he was gonna be charged with. Were you, were you nodding off again during uh, no, Ron, while Ron, I was talking? Ron, you were supposed to sit there. This is called improv, Ron. You never <laughs> you never contradict is it? your improv partner. You yes and them. You sit there and you start making up charges. Be too beautiful to be a guy. You know, something like that. Yes. Allie's coming in with, looks like he's in Motley Crue. Shout at the devil. Right. Question. Um, now, once yeah. again. Do not text your victims. You know, uh, like this is again, people do not know how to use cell phones. If you're going to kill your sister, don't text her. Hey, I'm going to take you to heaven tonight. I mean, listen, well, they, it wasn't a, a text. He literally, guys are, they, it wasn't a text. He, he literally told his family oh. uh, to sleep face down so that he can take her to heaven and keep her from going to hell. Um, he also apparently uh, began making statements to the family, trying to teach them how to get into a fetal position um, and also made finger gun gestures towards them. Uh, the sisters told investigators that the family ended up sleeping in shifts with their bedroom doors locked. That is fucked. Uh, the, morning of, the morning of the attack, some batteries. Jennifer was going to skip the cruise uh, to take him to Charlotte Behavioral Healthcare. Um, he apparently attacked his mother uh, when she told one of the sisters to call the center for help. So it's sad. It's another issue of uh, untreated mental health.
is what it looks like. Blame Reagan. Ron, can I ask you a question? Of course, you can always ask me a question, Brian. What are you watching? What am I watching? We started watching uh, Halo on uh, Apple TV. Uh, it's a series, uh, I guess, based on the video game Halo. Uh, it wasn't great. Watched a couple episodes of it. Looked like it might be interesting, like a sci-fi war kind of show. But uh, did not uh, did not do it for me. I haven't really. I didn't really watch much okay. this week. There there doesn't seem to be a lot of good content out at the moment. What did you watch? Oh, you are wrong. You are so wrong. I started okay. watching on Apple TV a show, a British um, uh, show called Criminal Record. It is about the story of a British detective who. Um, uh, tries to open up the books on a 10-year-old murder after she receives evidence that an innocent man was found guilty. And it really shows the headbutting that she has going up against the detective who put that man away in prison for 24 years. That show I've watched two episodes of, highly recommend. You know what I don't recommend? What's that, Brian? When you when your romantic partner says, oh, I'd like to watch that movie starring Kevin Hart about him um, uh, stealing gold on an airplane. Heist, on I believe Netflix. it is. It's called Lift. Lift, it was excuse fucking, me. It was terrible, Ron. Oh, my <laughs> God, was it bad. Um, I liked this movie more when it was called The Italian Job, and that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It is the it, story of – guess. No, no, I was going to say, it seemed like a movie that we've seen many, many times before. Correct. Now, had they called this the Italian job and just had Kevin Hart as the, as the, um, the main guy in the, uh, in the crew, I would have had a better time with the movie. At least I wouldn't have um, sitting, been sitting there being like, this just feels so blatant. The idea is that, you know, he leads this crew of art thieves who go around the world, you know, liberating art from people that don't really appreciate art. But now the government, uh, Interpol, pulls him aside and says, hey, listen, there's this terrorist that's moving half a billion dollars in gold, and we need you to steal it from a moving airplane that's going over somewhere in Europe. Um, not, not it, it wasn't a, a fraction of clever as um as the italian job um it just didn't have you know how the italian job really kind of put together right. all the pieces of the yeah. ice this just didn't have that many highly do do not recommend you watch it um and that's really what i watched this week i did uh, i did try to watch the uh the pete davidson stand-up special the new one uh turbo fonzarelli um got through and? about 10 minutes of it it, it wasn't good it's also like possible he, that he's not going after, um, you know, uh, the cis white male vote. It's possible. I just feel he's kind of lost his edge a little bit. Like maybe he's too medicated now. If that, if that is such a thing. Oh, I'm sorry, Ron, that you're placing his mental health below your entertainment. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's rough. That is that is insensitive. See, Janelle backs me up here. Janelle says Pete Davidson's stand-up isn't that funny. Like I think. I think just listening to him talk about things is funny. I think some of his SNL stuff is funny, but his stand-up not not his strongest uh, work, I would say. Mm. Just That's... just my take on it. Fuck him. All right. Okay. I didn't realize uh, another you were crime going story, after the Brian. Who... What? 
said another crime story uh, in Tennessee. Um, a Tennessee school board member tied to the conservative group Moms for Liberty was arrested after allegedly shoplifting from Target on seven what? different occasions. Uh, this is Carrie Blair, age 43, arrested on January 5th uh, for property theft charges after uh, skip scanning items at Target self-checkout stations seven different times from November 25th to December 20th. Uh, the allegedly stolen items amounted to $728.61. Uh, Blair had served as part of the Collierville School Board, but resigned following charges against her, citing, quote, personal family reasons. Well, the reason is that this, she couldn't she couldn't not steal, is what you're telling me. <laughs> Uh, the 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 personal family reasons being uh, she stole personal stuff for her family for some reason. Jeez, well, how do you know it was for her family? Maybe it was just for her. Maybe she was just nicking stuff. Possibly, very possibly. Uh, it, we, we, they didn't say what the items were, just that uh, she was skip scanning, which apparently is a thing, Brian, that I was not aware of. Do you skip scan what at is your skip scanning? Uh, apparently, it's when you use a self checkout and you skip scanning some of the items you just bag it up i do not believe in self-checkout no I, I no i feel like it's a way that supermarkets have um attempted to eliminate jobs while at okay. the same time making the customer do the work without offering a discount in pricing um you know they they, they sit there and they offer you the convenience of it keep in mind no offense how many fucking times have you swiped something on a self-scanner and then suddenly there's the big red beep and it goes, you know, await for customer service. Someone's on their way right now. You know, um, uh, no, I avoid it. I, I, I think it's terrible that they've okay. uh, normalized that shit. Hate it. I'm personally a do fan. You do a lot. I I have... Well, you know, go ahead. Listen, just, 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 just. Say something bad about me, Brian, because I'm sure using self-checkout for some reason makes me a bad person. No, it doesn't make you a bad person. I know you don't even like going to the stores. You have your shit delivered. Who, how are you going to fucking lie right now and say that you, you, <laughs> that you go to a store? Well, no. and I so what will happen at it. times is, is if, I, if I have like one or two things that was out of stock in one of my deliveries, I will have to run into the store and get it. And so I don't want to have to wait in a long line for like one or two things. I like the ability to just go and just, you know, scan a couple things and get the hell out of there. Do you ever skip scan? I don't skip scan. I, I, and it's weird. I mean, you can do it at Target and Home Depot. You can't do it at my grocery store because every time you scan something, you have to put it in the bag because there's a uh, there's a, there's a, a scale where the bags are. So it can tell if you put something down that's weighted or not. But the self checkout at Home Depot and Target don't work the same way. You just scan it and it doesn't it just assumes it doesn't track the weight of your bag or anything. So now, if you oh, are going how do you to Home know Depot, this if you haven't done it, but how do you know if you're like, oh, you can do this at Home Depot, but that means because you do I can it at scan Home something at Home Depot and put it into the cart. I don't have to put it on the little bagging area. That's how I know. Yeah, Out of the two of us, I'm going to say you've stolen more stuff than I have. <laughs> uh, one, you know what, one you know what my new thing is? What's my I'm new afraid thing? To ask is um, sometimes when I'm uh, uh, going home uh, at the uh, 
uh, when I'm getting on the PATH train right. at uh, the World Trade Center, sometimes there's one of the turnstiles where the um, flap is just like locked in an open position. And I just make a beeline right for that one. And I just follow everybody else as we walk through it and not pay. So I would say I use that two to three times a week on my way home. There you go. Listen, it's your way of fighting back against the man. Listen, listen, you know, nowadays, thanks to Biden economics, you know, the, you know, anything you can do now to hold on to some of your hard earned money, keeping it in your family's uh, um, coffers, as opposed to just handing it over to government, I'm going to do it. Listen, I got a bunch of free stuff yesterday in my Walmart delivery that wasn't mine. I'm counting that as a win, my friend. Question: What did yes. you um, What did you get for free? Um, so, so basically, the delivery driver left way too many bags, so I knew it was more stuff right. than what was in my order. But once they've delivered it and left, like Walmart doesn't want it back. They're just like, all right, just keep it, Correct. donate it, throw it away, whatever. So it was uh, it was a couple bags of a uh, couple bags of riced cauliflower, a couple bags of shredded kale. Uh, a four-pound bag of frozen chicken wings. You know, I'm going to be cooking those up. Um, a big Score. box of Eggo blueberry waffles, some Texas toast, mm. and some Forbidden chocolate uh, ice cream from Friendly's. It was it was good. It was a good haul. So, But again, it was probably a good $30, $40 in free stuff. And like you said, I feel like I'm, I'm striking back directly against the Walton family. Why did you go like this? Like, you've been reading my comp because you're like directly at the. I was I was making directly. a point. I was, it was straight. It wasn't up. It was straight. It was emphatic. Mm. Going after, just going after Z Waltons. Mm. Uh, Brian, you yes. wanted to point out um, that something uh, exciting happened this past week in France. You're normally not a fan of France. You have often said in Hate the past, the and I think I wrote it down here. Uh, you have said, quote, fuck France. Uh, but you were very proud of him this week because Gabrielle yes. Attal was named as France's youngest ever uh, prime minister um, and also the first uh, openly gay uh, prime minister. Um, so here. Absolutely. A, uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so President. You know, he's Emmanuel not the president. No, no, I'm saying president. President Emmanuel Macron is seeking a fresh start for the rest of his term and growing political pressure from the far right. Um, Atal, age 34, rose to prominence as the government spokesman, then education minister, and is polled as the most popular minister in the outgoing government. Hey, the French do yes. the French get it right every now and then. They do. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Congratulations. Oh, Ali's. Ali said here, the straight hand movement is the apprentice. You're fired move. So, so I, I get it. You're fired. Brian, you're fired. Listen, I asked you to lead this project. Um, you did not break a single law. Uh, you did not accept a single bribe. Um, and uh, you did not use the N-word towards any of your subordinates. Uh, because of that, you're fired. Sorry, Gary Busey. You're going to have to leave. <laughs> oh, my God. Gary Busey. I, I have to admit, I do miss The Celebrity Apprentice, if for nothing else, it was one of the most ridiculous pieces of television that was ever formed. Yeah, it made, it made the country worse. It did, without a doubt. Apparently, uh, Chris Saletti has a good picture of your hand from over the weekend. Where was that hand? 
No idea. All right. Uh, well, thank you all for joining us. We're about to wrap up this show and uh, get ready for After Dark. What's that? You don't know what After Dark is? Well, our Patreon subscribers do. Uh, that is an extra content, about a half hour every Sunday night uh, that we start at 9.30, so about 23 minutes from now. Uh, if you don't uh, belong to our Patreon, go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Uh, click in the upper right-hand corner to become a patron. If you subscribe at the $10 level or higher, we will send you a link where you can join us live on air. Uh, there is a ton of swag available. Uh, also, ronandbrianpodcast.com is where our web store is. Uh, soon to be available, Ron and Brian Colloidal bronze uh we will get that up there mugs available keychains stickers um we had the masks but we've discovered since then masks don't work against this fake virus so um, no. we have uh, we have taken the mask down from the site but regardless uh the patreon is worth the money so brian let's get ready for the after dark is there anything else you want to tell these good people before we roll out of here I love each and every one of you for watching, for spending this hour with us. I thank you so much. Um, and uh, listen, just try to be nice to each other. That's all you can do. All right. Excellent words, Brian. Always be good to each other and yourselves. And we will catch you next Sunday night. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.